You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake the booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We welcome author Naomi Grevenberg, who is the author of Living the Van Life. She is an OG, avid outdoorist, digital nomad, dog mom, and living on the road in her classic Volkswagen Vanagon since 2016. She's the founder of the Diversity Van Life Community Organization and author of the upcoming book, Living the Van Life, which will be out July 4th of this year. And it's currently available for pre-order wherever books are sold. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring author Naomi Grevenberg with her new book called Living the Van Life, hosted by Ryan. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I want to dedicate this episode to those people out there with that adventurous personality, right, that are daring to do something different daring to follow their passions because we all know that it's a hard thing to do to follow it against all odds right so i'm so excited for my guest that i have for this episode she is a digital nomad she is a dog mom a van life og right and soon to and author i'm about to say soon to be author because we're going to talk about her cool book living the van life naomi grevenberg how you doing naomi I am doing well. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much I'm for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Listen, for Black women out there, I'm just going to jump into this real quick, right? Yes. Because <laughs> I listen to, I've seen you on social media. I've listened to your podcast, which you're going to dive into more as this episode goes. Mm-hmm. But I know you're a hard fighter for, a hard advocate for diversity in this area of van life, in this lifestyle, right? Uh-huh. So I'm jumping right in to ask you, why why van life why go um you know why digital nomad what was the draw for you that's a simple question for me right seriously it was the draw was to be closer to nature to Uh be the outdoors I mean I grew up um on an island I'm from Trinidad originally and I grew up in a small fishing village um in a rainforest so my life has always been in nature You know, I've had built a relationship with the outdoors, you know, at birth. You know, my dad was throwing me in boats before I could walk. Um, So nature has always been a part of my life. And when I moved to the U.S., when I uh, immigrated here, um, you know how it is when you're young, you're a teenager, you want to you want to experience something different from what you grew up with. So I wanted to experience the big city, you know, I wanted to be a big city girl, you know, all the all the cute clothes and stilettos and you name it, like all the things, you know, that 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 idea, that vision was in my head. And when I came here and I started experiencing, 
you know, living in cities and big cities and, and, and all of that, you know, like somewhere along the way, I kind of like realized that it wasn't really for me. Right. As fun mm. as it was, as, as, you know, enticing as it was, I felt called to return to the outdoors, to nature. And um, I had this idea of visiting all the national parks of America and um, in college. And I wanted to do that um, living in a van, like just traveling in a van. It just felt like, you know, it would make sense to do it that way. Um, I didn't really know much about the van life movement or anything. But at the time when I decided to shift my life's trajectory and um, pursue that dream of visiting all the national parks, um, I learned um, early on that the hashtag fan life movement on social media was was in a, its infancy stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when um, I think around that time, the the movement started to really take off when I had first started on the road. So going back to your question, it for me, it was about getting closer to nature. Yeah. Man, that's just so, I just think that's so gutsy and cool, like such a cool challenge. So, <laughs> so take us into like, um, just the beginning, how do you know, like what kind of van you want to choose and you know, like how you're going to craft it a certain way, I guess, what do you need to go? Like what equipment, because I've never been camping. So full uh-huh. disclosure, I have no idea what I would actually grab to go camping. So I'm like, what, how do I get my van ready to go? If I'm like, Oh, you know, I want to do van life. Right. That is such a great question. Um, And for me, it was honestly, like when I started out, like I said, hashtag van life was in its infancy. There was literally no van build company. There were no van rental company Mm -hmm. um, giving you a try before you buy experience. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I would need, what van would be sufficient for life on the road or how to kit it out. So it was all experiential, um, lots of trial and error. Uh, when I was looking for vans, um, you know, we were searching camper vans on the internet and inhabitable options popped up until I saw the Volkswagen Westphalia bus. And I fell in love with it. I love the bright colors. Um, I love the pop top that it had. And they were already built out to be camper vans. So that's when I started really looking. That's when I decided, okay, that's the van for me. And I ended up with a Volkswagen Vanagon, which is what I have been uh, living on the road in for the past seven years. This week makes it seven years since I've been living this way. And um I've learned a lot along the way. Um, I haven't built out a rig on my own yet, but I am in the process of doing that, starting a a build for myself for solo road travel. Um, And what I'm learning is that, you know, what I tell people is if you want to, if you want to experience van life, like give it a try, like take a a road trip in your car or whatever vehicle that you have and um, go camping, go camp out on public lands, bring some friends, experiment with like what you would need for cooking. Um, do you, are you a cook? Would you need a full kitchen in your van? Um, or are you just somebody who will just eat like a pack of noodles? Like what activities do you want to embark on? Do you want to backpack? Do you want to ski? Do you want to fish? You know, some people, they just do it as remote workers and they just, it's just a, a simple way of living and saving money. So there are just so many different 
you know, variables to weigh for different individuals. Um, it's like a fingerprint. No van life is the same. Um, mine has evolved sig significantly over time. I've recreated myself in this van over and over, you know, from I started out wanting to be close to nature, which means like I wanted to go backpacking. So I did a lot of backpacking trips. So I needed to have space for backpacking gear. I needed certain backpacking equipment, things like that. And then it evolved into me um, pursuing entrepreneurship, which required me to have a semi office in my van and as a podcaster as a creator also a studio so um, I think you know it's important for people to weigh the variables of what's important to them what they value what they want to bring and also um, some goals you know maybe it's entrepreneurship maybe it's pursuing an outdoor activity that they that they're passionate about an art you, you know, and, and go from there. Like, do I need a shower? Do I need a bathroom in my rig? Do I need a sink and stove? You know, can I just, you know, do I need a bed? You know, some people may want to pitch a tent outside instead, you know, depending on the climate that they're living in. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it all depends on, on the individual, but there are so many options now, a whole lot more than when I first started out. So, and there are communities of people, um, and tons of resources out there, Listen, including my, my book right now. Right. Say it again. Say it again. I said, I said including my book. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're going to get to, yeah, let's get to the book. If you guys are already taking notes, because this is just so fascinating to me that I had never thought about that before, but I want right. to ask you this and you can share, you know, how, feel free to share, not share whatever you want, whatever feels comfortable. But Ooh, I like one, I know one of the bigger things about entrepreneurship right mm -hmm. or deciding to do entrepreneurship and one of the things I know me personally I struggle with there's always mm -hmm. this worry of finances and following your passion right there's always mm -hmm. this duel that pulls on you so how did why was that a challenge for you and what made you say okay no matter what I'm gonna figure this out because van life is something I'm interested in it's where mm -hmm. you know my heart or my passion lies what, what what was that decision for you oh man that is such a good question the decision for me was, yes, I love the lifestyle. Uh, van life is that vehicle for me, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to pursue my passions and what I really want to do with my life. For me, it was the freedom that came with it, um, unshackling from uh the capitalist ideals unshackling from societal norms and really crafting my own narrative really owning my story and also healing healing from from all the traumas of society and 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 all that so so that you know like weighing the pros and cons there you know that that really sold it for me because once i when i first got on the road it was supposed to be a one-year road trip from new orleans to alaska then back to my life in new orleans um but after six months, I realized that I wanted to sustain this for myself as long as possible because there is literally no other lifestyle. I feel there's no other lifestyle that offers this type of freedom where you can really choose to create your life and craft your life. And like I said earlier, like when I first started, there wasn't, you know, the remote work revolution. You know, there were a few sites offering remote work, but I didn't have the skills um, or the background to um, 
uh, pursue a, a remote work that way. So I had to make it up as I went and experiment with a whole lot of different things, mostly my passions, because the idea for me was how can I blur the line between work and play? Right. Um, and that's a part of my healing journey. That's a part of my self-love journey. It's like choosing for myself, you know, my my path. And it was a path uncharted. So I had to bushwhack that path. And um, like I said, I experimented with my passions. I fell in love with photography and I started really experimenting with that, starting with my with my phone and um, because I couldn't really afford a, a camera at the time. And mm. You know, I saved up money and I, I started um, exploring with, you know, different software options. And then when I finally was able to save up some money to buy a camera, I dove headfirst into into the art. And slowly but surely, I started, you know, uh, attracting uh, magazines and attracting different websites and different brands to partner with for photography. And um, it was really exciting. I mean, at first, I didn't really get paid for it, but I was able to really hone my skills. And now I am a published author with my photography in my book, I sell my photography, I, I, a lot of my work is in photography, and I'm really proud of that. So you know, I mean, it's a sacrifice and it's scary because, you know, you got to pay the bills. You got to put gas in the tank. Um, but for me, it was worth it. And I mean, it's a risk, um, but definitely worth the risk in my yeah, opinion. And this, yeah. And this artwork, by the way, that you mentioned that, let's go ahead and dive into the book. The art, the front cover of this book is amazing, you guys. Oh, thank um, you. It looks like you're about to, it looks like you're like hardcore about to go into this adventure film movie. I'm a, like a film nerd. So it just reminds <laughs> me of some kind of film right quick. Cause you oh, got like that. the stylish, like, you know, uh, cargo pants and stuff with the tank top <laughs> on. I'm like, boy, what kind of adventure movie we about to get into right here? <laughs> oh, and the black woman, the black woman as the lead, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. So tell us about living the van life. What made you decide, okay, it's time to get into being an author. I need to share my facts and my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Living the van life, uh, when the publisher, the editor approached me, they approached me with this idea of this book. Um, and the book was, you know, the idea was a, a, a practical van life guide. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I, I bet, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is real. This is really happening. Of course, it's imposter syndrome, that kind of thing. Um, but by the time I wrote the first proposal for the book, the story had evolved significantly because, you know, it's like I am a black identifying queer woman on the road. It's not mm -hmm. something that you see in the mainstream media. When I first started out, you didn't see that in the mainstream me media. I didn't see another uh, black person, another person of color represented in mainstream media. And which was kind of a, a driving force for me back in 2019 when I founded Diversify Van Life, a community organization, you know, challenging that narrative to bring representation and carve out a space for the stories that aren't often told and the people who are often excluded from these unconventional, you know, lifestyles, you know, and van life is just one of them, you know, I mean, the, the outdoors, the minimalism um, uh, uh, lifestyle, the eco lifestyle, right? So, right. um so for me, it was, you know, I really felt 
that I couldn't just write a practical guide. Um, mm -hmm. It didn't really resonate with me in that way. Um, my story is a big part of the, you know, my identity and my experience on the road is a big part of everything that I am able to, to share with people. Um, it's not separate from that. So this book is a part memoir, part practical guide, um, written through the lens of the intersections that I navigate as a Black identifying queer immigrant woman on the road. Man, that's just so, If that statement alone is just so impactful for people listening and, you know, maybe haven't thought about it, you know, getting into some right. kind of outdoor activity, just at least, right? And, right. And, and picturing a Black woman that can do that, you know, that right. that's okay, you know, because mm -hmm. you're worried about little stuff, right? You're worried about the hair and it's the humidity and, <laughs> you know, what you're going to wear, you know, like just stuff about that that you don't think about because naturally we're not outside a lot, right? Or you don't see those images. That's what you you're made to believe. Exactly. Exactly. And this is what this book does. The book, this book challenges that, that narrative and it gives people permission to show up authentically because we deserve to take up space and we deserve our stories to be told. I, I had such imposter syndrome when this opportunity uh, came to me and in the process, the, the early stages of writing the book, you know, that was like a big barrier for me to overcome, you know, before jumping into the actual contents of the book it's like okay my first barrier is this imposter syndrome and a friend you know looked at me and she said Naomi what's wrong with you girl she's like we deserve this <laughs> and that was just the most I think the most uh, powerful thing someone told me during the process of writing this book and that just propelled me deeper into um really wanting to be authentic in this book and really speak my truth and that's what and it know, does yeah it, I, you know I'm so excited to kind of dive into this like if you guys have more questions definitely go get this book and <laughs> and you know really kind of dive it I mean you have actually you have so many avenues that we're going to make sure we touch on at the at the very end so people know how to right. send you questions and everything because you're really which I think is so cool about you that you're open book about answering these questions because I know you probably get a lot of the same stuff over and over again about mm -hmm. what exactly is because it's still you know it's branching out a little bit but it's still so new to people mm -hmm. to, be, um, to be able to understand exactly what it is you know exactly. this this new world and by the way you know sh talking about the cover shout out to your dog is on the cover here and he oh, looks yeah. like he can protect his mom he or she looks like she can protect her mom yeah on this, on she, front cover she, yeah she, oh that's cute amara is she's definitely my protector and she is the, one of the best uh, adventure companion she loves the outdoors oh well shout out to amaria she she looks like she don't play like i'm looking at this i'm looking at this shot i was like okay <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> all right all right so let's get into um you know flash forward a little bit here you talked a little bit about um diversity fan life community you know kind of being uh starting like this new community how that kind of welcomed you and as well talk about nomads at the intersection having a podcast as well what has yeah. it done for you, you know, to open this up so it becomes a community to share your story with different people, you know, no matter what kind of crazy questions they might throw at you, you're like, okay, I need to make this into this community. It's important. Yeah, I mean, the community, I mean, for me, it's all about it, right? Um, right. 
when I first started out on the road, there was no community to be had. And the community that the small community that was growing and thriving um, did not include uh, people like me, did not include BIPOC, did not include, um, you know, uh, of, it wasn't a, a diverse community. It was, you know, very white, very, all the events was very white. My story wasn't being told. Um, and my narrative just didn't fit into, into that world. Um, and that was very isolating for me, very alienating. And it was actually, it came to a point where I felt like maybe this isn't the lifestyle for me. Um, I didn't feel like I belonged. And when um, I decided to take action um, and really speak up about it and um, advocate for myself and advocate for uh, the, the marginalized community, um, I honestly didn't think... I, I could not have imagined that it would evolve into a movement in its own right. Um, I was just uh, advocating for myself and to see community mobilize around the idea of diversified fan life um, was just such a beautiful thing. And, you know, I can't take too much credit. I mean, everyone participates in building this community, you know, it's community led, it's community run, all our resources, all of our um, events, all of you know our social media and and the conversations that are happening is is community built community run and it's really a beautiful thing and it's it's really special to me and um and I'm just really grateful for it to be honest with you um because it was really lonely in the beginning and to now know that I have a support system I have a community that I can go to if I need anything and we really look out for each other um by sharing our experiences and our stories and through kicking that door open, Diversify Van Life, there are so many other communities that have popped up, like the outdoorsy Black woman community, like the Van Life Pride community, all communities that I am a part of and I'm able to collaborate with and to really um, strengthen our ability to thrive in, you know, this unconventional way of life and, and creating jobs for each other and opportunities for each other and, you know, writing our own stories. Um, and that's what's important to us. And this year, we are working to bring community together in real life. And that's like just the next level of really solidifying the um, relationships and the connections that we have worked so hard because Diversify Banff was launched in 2019. And right after that, it was a pandemic. Wow. And during the pandemic, I was right, you know, just head deep into writing this book. And now that this book is going to be out into the world, the next step is bringing community together in real life through um, uh, events for the book tour that we're going to have on the West Coast and collaborating with so many of these other organizations that I just uh, mentioned. And we are just so excited to be able to to come together and be in each other's energies and really solidify our connections. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> well, you know what's beautiful in coming together and talking about energy? I saw this image or maybe I think actually it was like a few photos because you you do got some mad photo skills because I stay looking at your IG because it's some cool pictures. <laughs> but I, I saw this image, right? It was it was you and a group of, um, you know, it was a mixture of black women, black men on mm -hmm. this snow bank or whatever for snowboarding like snowboarding right. and I was like what is going on because I didn't know like everything that was happening at first right and it's just right. the image caught me because uh -huh. usually you might see a picture right and it's like maybe you got one black person like two or right. three white people maybe in the back or something you can see the instructor mm -hmm. you know like you 
you can tell it's not the 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 focus, the center. But right. you guys are making snow angels. You got the snowboards. <laughs> the gear looks fly. It, I was just like, what is like? I need to do that now. Is what that oh, image was giving. Yes, that's what we're. That's what we're saying. Yes, that was a very wonderful blackity black get together uh, in Big Bear. Um, my friend is a snowboarder, and he took us out all out to and and gave us a, a class on snowboarding, which many of us are still doing it. Where it's it's one of my new favorite things to do. I highly recommend everybody should do it. It is so much fun. It's hard, but just being mm -hmm. out there, you know, and being with a group of individuals who, you know, are like me. You know, they're you know where where I'm not the only one. You know what I mean? Right. Um, exactly. That, it really it changes things it changes mm -hmm. things when you see yourself represented out there you really feel like you can show up authentically um and I didn't have to hide myself or pretend like I know something you know I was out there all vulnerable talking about my fear of heights falling on my butt consistently <laughs> but having a blast and feeling really supported and safe um which I think is a big part of why so many black people and BIPOC, you know, uh, and I could speak for myself, you know, I was hesitant to, you know, pursue snowboarding. I always wanted to do it. I was always interested in it, but I just never felt like it was something for me because I never saw myself represented. And also, you know, it's a very white sport. And also I didn't really know anyone who was willing to actually uh, put themselves out there and take the time to say, hey, Naomi, let me take you out, you know, which is, you know, what we expect when we talk about allyship and, and activism, exactly. right? And diversity, mm -hmm. it's like using your power and your privilege um, to uplift, you know, individuals who often won't have that privilege, right? Um, and it's so wild because I know so many people that snowboard and I know so many people that uh, snow, like uh, ski and they're on the mountains every year. And I have actually reached out to a couple of friends before, um, non-Black, non-BIPOC friends, um, and asked if they would be interested in maybe taking me out. A lot of them said yes, but there was never any follow through. Um, but that's okay. You know, we out here, we doing it. And I feel just so grateful for my friend Ari uh, Lanre, who um, led this this little excursion, and we're going to go on another one soon. Yeah, that that's real cool. Because you, I think it's that shy away, right? Because you touched on a little bit too, because they're not, you know, if you have certain questions, because, you know, you're a woman of color, a black woman of certain, you know, even if it's just down to equipment, or what can I <laughs> use for this, that maybe might be a little different something right. extra that you need they're like oh well, well can I say this or or can I find this out you can right. but usually mm -hmm. people are scared to do that so that's like you said it just cuts it off right at you don't even get a chance to try to do it so I think that right. is so remarkable that you guys have those images out there this is when social media is a good thing Hell for yeah. everybody to go out and check and look and see like if you're interested in snowboarding if you're interested in hiking everybody everybody no matter what your skin color can go and do it so exactly. I, I love that impression. I love that image that you're putting out there. Um, so July 4th, everybody get ready. Living the van life will be available. You can pre-order it right now, everywhere. Pre-order it. Mm. <laughs> so you can be ready to go. And you know, Naomi, we're just going to close out with, you can give us your final thoughts because you're in the podcast, the game, right? So you know right. how to, you know how to kind of close it off. So, you know, <laughs> give us your final thoughts and, you know, where everybody can follow you so they can check out the beautiful pictures and what's going on with Diversify Van Life. 
Yes, so follow along on diversified.vanlife on social media for all the the diversity in van life, uh, resources, community building, you name it. Also, uh, that's where I'll be sharing um, all the events this summer around my book launch, which is July 4th, where you can find my book is livingthevanlifebook.com or any place that, you know, any bookstore near you, you can pre-order my book there. Um, and you can follow along on Irie to uh, Aurora on Instagram. That's my personal Instagram where I share so much of my story and, um, you know, my life on the road and my journey. There's a whole lot of incredible things coming this year that I'm really excited to announce uh, beyond my book. Um, so, yes, yeah, just stay tuned. Ooh, we can't wait. If it, if it looks more like snowboarding, let's go. I want to see what that is. <laughs> well, Naomi, thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you for pulling us into this yeah. new world for some of us that weren't aware. I just appreciate the time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> the Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.